0: Good morning everyone. We're going to hear from Laura Sievert in just a moment, but first up on the Mary Griffith Show, powered by Harvest Ridge Coffee and Refreshment Services Pepsi, joining me via the phone lines is our first guest, Riley Gaines Barker. Good morning, Riley. Well, good morning to you. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm glad we could finally make connection. You are going to be speaking tonight at Hannibal LaGrange University. Six o'clock is your speech. The public is welcome. No charge to get in. Uh, You are a famous swimmer, an all-American swimmer from the University of Kentucky in Lexington, and you are now an advocate for women's rights in sports. You've got a terrible connection, must I say. I don't know where you are, but uh, your phone line is not so great. But. um, hopefully we can hear what you're going to say to us. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you got involved in women's rights in swimming after you had an NCAA matchup against the University of Pennsylvania swimmer.
1: Well, I'm actually here in St. Louis, so maybe we need to get the, the phone towers a little better down here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, you're exactly right. I was a swimmer. Um, I swam at the University of Kentucky. And my senior year, uh, we were forced to compete against a male uh, who identified as a woman. Uh, most of you have heard, I'm sure, of Leah Thomas, who is, of course, formerly Will Thomas who swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania before deciding to switch to the women's team. And so after really directly and personally experiencing the injustice of not just the unfair competition but the locker room aspect and, and the silencing that we face from our universities um, and really what thrusted me over the edge was Thomas and I raced each other in the 200 freestyle, but ultimately tied, um, down to the hundredth of a second. But despite tying, uh, the NCAA decided it was necessary to award Thomas with the trophy as they claimed it was crucial when photos are being taken. Um, so that's the short of really how I have found, um, the courage and I have found my voice and Uh, I guess, really my journey and and really spreading awareness and speaking the truth.
0: And so let's talk a little bit about that. You felt very, very unjustly wronged. And it wasn't just so much that you lost because you came in fifth. It wasn't like it was a first place trophy. And I'm not trying to diminish your skills at all. It was the fact that you actually tied and still, uh, just to prove a point, the trophy was given Mm -hmm. to the biological male over the biological female.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it was the principle behind it. Um, And for them to so blatantly, with no problem, look at me and say, well, basically this is a photo op. You know, Thomas has to have it in his hands while pictures are being taken. I mean, it just reduced everything that Title IX was passed to protect it. It reduced everything that we as female athletes had worked our entire lives for. And it reduced it down to, again, this photo op to validate the feelings and the identity of a male, at the expense of our own. Um, so yeah, you're exactly right. It wasn't about the trophy or not getting to hold the trophy or take the trophy home. Uh, being you know a 12-time All-American, I have a lot of those trophies. Uh, so it wasn't that. wasn't it It was certainly the principle behind why they were doing what they were doing. Bring us up to date, Riley, Riley Gaines Barker. What
0: is the situation today in the NCAA? You're obviously speaking out about this. Uh, is this situation still persist?
1: It does. Uh, the NCAA, they have taken the approach that a lot of organizations and corporations have even taken, where now they want no accountability and no responsibility. Uh, but they're still allowing women to be discriminated against on the basis of of our sex, uh, there was just a male from, um, a school in Rochester, a college in Rochester who broke two women's collegiate records this week. I mean, it's happening all the time at the hands of the NCAA and these, these institutions. Um, so there has not been much progress that's been had there, but I will say, uh, there's been a lot of progress and lots of impact that's been had at the state level. Um, 24 states have now passed Some sort of fairness in women's sports bill, which is crucial, and that ultimately does impact the NCAA and where they can host tournaments and games and championships, Uh, and then also at the federal level and combating what the Biden administration is doing in their illegal administrative rewrite of Title IX.
0: Title IX was so important. Uh, you know, I grew up in the pre-Title IX era. Uh, we didn't even perspire during a PE class. You know, I mean, we just girls weren't supposed to do anything athletic. But let me ask you this. Let me turn this around a little bit and get your take on this. Part of the reason Title IX was brought into play was that women should have equal access to scholarships, for example. So if there was a men's swim team, there should be a women's swim team. If there was a men's soccer team, there should be a women's soccer team, volleyball, whatever. We still have no women's football teams mostly, and some women are trying to play on men's teams. Uh, I know that when I was in high school, a girl in my class wanted to play soccer and tried to get on the boys' team. That was not allowed. What are your thoughts about women wrestlers or, you know, girl wrestlers on a boys' wrestling team? Because that's a direct contact sport.
1: Right. Here's what I think. Um, I think any sport or any space, for that matter, that is advertised to one sex should be explicitly for that sex. So football, um, you know, I believe it it hurts the game when you allow women to play. Uh, Because if a man is raised right, they're not going to want to run full speed and tackle a woman. Um, you know, so I think it hurts the game uh the the momentum of these games, so that's what I think there uh, but I do believe co ed exists, and of course i I think if something is advertised as co-ed uh like you know little league games or or whatever that might be, um I see no problem in that um I just think there should be a sense of transparency, which is what we're lacking. Um, So I think what you are advertised as is what you should be, so no one's expectations, so people can set expectations.
0: Would you be satisfied um, whether uh, this Leah Thomas wants to dress as a girl outside of the swimming pool or even wants to wear a girl's swimming suit uh, but has to compete with men because, chromosomally, it's a man do you think people should remember you're probably too young riley but back when the east germans had swimmers that they thought these of guys course. are these guys are men you know they're not women swimmers they're men um that maybe have taken some hormones should there be some kind of genetic testing to make sure you're a biologically a man or a woman
1: well to your point about you know what someone does out outside look this this argument very quickly gets labeled as anti-trans uh, but we had another trans athlete who was competing at that national championships, and this was a female who identified as a man who swam totally topless, only in a Speedo as a woman, but identifying as a man. And I haven't complained about this person um, one time because, look, this is a female. <laughs> if they want to identify as a man yet still compete with the women, you know, as long as there's no performance-enhancing drugs or anything like that, then by all means. Um, so, look, I have no problem with Thomas. You know, still wanting to, to say that he's a woman and wear woman's clothes and, and that kind of thing. I have no problem with that if he competes with the men, but don't come in my locker room, um, exposing yourself, um, or don't take away my rights to equal opportunities. So that's that. But in, in, as far as hormone testing and, and a testosterone threshold, uh, I don't believe that's a sufficient way to deem if someone is woman enough. Uh, even if, you know, these males had, zero nanomoles per liter of testosterone, there are still advantages that males possess over females uh, that would make them advantageous. Um, even something as, you know, you have height, you have lung capacity, heart size, even something as silly as, as men on average have a 40% larger throat than women, which it might not seem like a big deal, but that's huge when you're grasping for, for air in a sport like swimming. So I don't think testosterone threshold is sufficient. Okay. Riley Gaines, thank you
0: so very much, Riley Gaines Barker, and we'll hope you have a great, safe trip uh, to Hannibal, and we'll hear you tonight at Hannibal LaGrange University at 6 p.m. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mary. That was Riley Gaines. The pent-up demand for Laura Sievert is 10 minutes old. Thank you very much to Riley Gaines Barker, we've been trying to get her on for three days. We finally made a connection with her there in the St. Louis airport. And now it's time for Arts Beat with Laura Sievert, usually heard at 9.15, but now... Just a little bit later. You're suffering horribly from a cold. Oh, I hope you're man. okay.
2: I'll live. I got the same cold everybody else got. See, I got kids in grade school, and all they do is bring home the next sniffles. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's sort of
0: a kid thing. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right to it. Yeah. Teen Takeover Day at the Quincy Arts Center. Those militant teenagers. I tell you. Storming the gates at 1515 Jersey Street, but only from 1 to 3 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, tell us of what's going on. With a high school art competition and exhibit.
2: Yeah, we're really excited about this at the at the Quincy Art Center. Um, this is their annual exhibit of uh, some of the up and coming teens that will be uh, uh, creating waves in the arts world, probably for years to come. Um, it's from one to three at the Quincy Art Center, and uh, they are uh, uh, public is open. Uh, it's open to the public to come and check out these teens' artwork. Um, but it, the big news is they announced the scholarship recipients um, and uh, and winners of this competition. It's really um, an opportunity to uh, view uh, emerging artists and also their teachers. So as part of this exhibit, there is an exhibition of, um, of teachers' work as well because some of our art teachers in our schools do some amazing things that um, maybe the, the public doesn't think about. Um, besides teaching people, they're great artists themselves. So you can get all the details on that at quincyartcenter.org. And, again, that's a Saturday from 1 to 3, and then that exhibit goes uh, through about the middle of next month.
0: Yeah, through March fourth. So yeah, through March. Yeah, yeah, through March, and they're open. Month is it anyway, Mary? It is still January for one more day. Uh, They're open Wednesday through Saturday from eleven a.m. to six p.m. So come out and see what the teenagers are doing in the art world. And then a lady from World War II, Rosie the Riveter. Tell us all about this um so excited for the QHS
2: uh uh winter play they call it the winter play uh Rosie the Riveter I you know I uh Ms Buckley and all of the crew over there do such a great job of putting on these uh great theatrical performances um but they've picked this historical drama um based on Ro- the story of Rosie the Riveter um so It is uh, January 1942. Uh, It is the throes of World War II. And um, Eddie, an auto parts factory uh, owner, is struggling because there's a freeze on manufacturing of car parts. His secretary, Rosie, wonders if the factory can secure a government contract and be converted to make airline parts instead. If only they can find the manpower or the... Woman power, uh, you know, obviously a crucial moment in history. A lot of women um, entered the workforce for the first time in World War II um, to support the the boys overseas. Um, and it's a it's a great great story. Um, you can get those tickets online. They are just twelve dollars for adults, eight for students. And it's so important. I mean, the musical always sells well, and Vesper always sells out. Um, these this is just as amazing. It's, it's good. It's, it's a just a regular play. play. It's, it's a just play play. Right? play. Yeah. So um if you of are if you're a fan of the musical and if you're a fan of uh, Vespers Go on out, same students. You know, these are all the A-building kids, as we call it ourselves, um, and uh, would highly recommend checking it out. Um, February 8th through 10th um, at 7 p.m. at the high school, um, and the tickets are $12 for adults and 8 for students. You can get those tickets online at QHS.org. Um, at the music department, just click on the music department um, headline, and you can buy those tickets online. Or call the music office there at the high school, 224 224- 3774 which okay. is one of like 10 phone numbers that still live in my head
0: qps.org <laughs> or 224-3774 coming up at QCT Matilda the musical still time to get tickets for Matilda the musical but there's a special discovery night coming up Tuesday February 6 6 p.m. Tell us all about that. So we're real
2: excited about uh, this. And I was just talking to the executive director, Burgundy Hill, over at the at the theater. Um, this is uh, an opportunity. Uh, we, we were talking about the Discovery Nights in general. Um, it's an opportunity to learn what it takes to put on a theatrical performance beyond the people on the stage. So the dressers, the people who work on the lights, the ushers, the uh, people who build the stage pieces – Gosh, there is so much going on the theater that you don't see when you come to see a play so discovery night is um I like to think of it as an opportunity to think where do I fit into this you know where where could I make a difference and volunteer my time and um put on uh uh amazing uh local theater. Um, So Discovery Night is 6 p.m. is free. Uh, They do like you to register for it in advance if possible, um, but it's a chance to
0: see behind the the scenes. Yeah, how they do the the painting and how they do the costuming, and you get to see where the fly rail is and where they bring scenery in and out. So it's really great. Now, the regular show is February 16th, 17th, 18th, and the following weekend, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So get tickets for that by calling the box office at 222-3209. You can also then say, "I'd like to come to Discovery Night, Tuesday, February six, six p.m."
2: Absolutely, and I might add that um, it's still early enough in the season to get some great season tickets for twenty twenty four. So you can pick up uh, tickets to this one and get those season tickets for everything coming up. I'm looking forward to Newsies. You looking forward to Newsies?
0: That's a good show. Yeah, it is That's a good show. But you know, it's not my favorite. But yes, yeah, so I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. <laughs> you know, I kind of they mean, did not consult me this year. You know what? Every year, I think, oh, I don't know. Well, not every year. Some years I'm, like, blown away. Yeah. And then the years when I go, I don't know, then it blows Something me away. Something blows me away. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, do you have a, like, a wish list? Uh, what what uh, what show would you love to see? The Pajama the Game. I don't know that show. <gasps> Look at her face. Know, oh, you can't see her face. Pajama but. Game is...
0: The, you know Hernando's Hideaway? Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and Steam Heat. I've got... Heat. Listen, that sounds great. I, you know what
2: my the show I want to see there is is
0: Ragtime. Have you ever seen Ragtime? Let's That's go. Great show. Okay, um, I think that although they say they're directed by their members and they do everything fairly, I think if Sievert and Griffith wrote enormous checks, oh, yeah. Ragtime and Pajama Game would be on the 2025 you season. You know, nothing pays quite like nothing pays words. quite like money. <laughs> uh, let's talk real quick about the Steam Grab and Go bags.
2: Yeah, we're partnering with the Quincy Children's Museum to do some grab-and-go bags, um, and uh, they are going over gangbusters. In fact, I don't know how we're going to keep up with them. Um, but for a while, we're going to try to make some little kits. They're real simple projects, guys. Nothing too fancy, but um, they're in a Arts Quincy drawstring bag which are really cute um they are free one per kid um and give you a chance to do a little steam project with your with your kiddos um we try to include some information about the science behind whatever we're doing one of the things we're doing this time is um, a snowball launcher and it's just a, a little dixie cup with a you put a rubber band and a a balloon on the back and then you put little snowballs in it little um what do you call them pom-poms yeah um but we talk about the tension and how that works and how how this little toy that you're making works um and it's just an opportunity especially for very small kids um to do something fun and to think um about the intersection of art and uh science so i uh, hope you like them there are three projects right now one of them is a snow um depth uh
0: Little snowman, snow little snow gauge snowman for depth of snow. A so it's going to be 60
2: degrees this week, yeah. so
0: just you know, it'll come your back. Groundhog, you could put the snowman out, and if he sees his shadow, then you know there it you can go. be your it can be your artificial groundhog. Since no groundhogs were hurt in the you know, if you can't get a real groundhog, go to the. uh Go to the Quincy Children's Museum, 115 North Fourth. When is that open? Because this is all free, paid for by Arts Quincy. But when is the Children's Museum open? And um, is there a fee to get in the Children's Museum?
2: There is a fee now to get in the Children's Museum. It's pretty pretty minor. Um, uh, let me look up those hours because I don't know. Okay, while you're me. looking
0: those up, I'll come back to you because Quincy Symphony Orchestra Association is having the music of John Williams. Oh my God! So Saturday, excited. February 10th, 3 p.m. at Quincy Junior High School. If you love the music of Star Wars, Harry Potter, E.T., Indiana Jones, Superman, uh, John Williams did them all. The Olympic Spirit, uh, wow. You know, this is just going to be great. It's $18 for adults, $15 for seniors, and children 18 and under are always admitted free. You can get your tickets in advance at Hy-Vee or Stirhan Jewelers, or you can buy them at the door Saturday, February 10th at 3 p.m., At Quincy Junior High School, did you find
2: when the I have already got my tickets to that one. I am really excited about them. Um, Children's Museum, (laughs) Children's Museum. I do have that. It is uh, closed on Wednesdays. That's today, Uh, but it is open nine to six thirty on Thursdays. That's apparently their late night, nine to noon, nine to one on Friday and Saturdays. Um, You can find all their hours. They've got a Facebook page. um, and Just hit the About tab on their Facebook page. Uh, But basically 9 to noon most
0: days, closed on Sundays and Wednesdays. Okay. Sounds fantastic. Thank you, Laura Sievert, for always entertaining us. And coming up next, we'll talk about Crime Stoppers. But at 935 first, let's head up to the URSA Farmers Cooperative and see what's happening in the farm markets today. We are back, Talk Radio 930 WTAD, the third segment on the Mary Griffith Show, a triple header this morning. And, Scott Hens, you're kind of batting cleanup today with Quincy Area Crime Stoppers. The last time you were on, you were talking about the fire department. Now we're talking about mostly the police department and Crime Stoppers. What aren't you involved with, Scott Hens?
3: We we, we have to cover it all. <laughs> you know, It's all about community support.
0: It is all very true. Let's talk about uh, Crime Stoppers. First, and then we'll get to their trivia night, which is Saturday night. My good partner here in the morning, Quade, will be one of the people participating with his acumen of TV trivia. But first, let's talk about Crime Stoppers because you passed a really big milestone earlier this week. Tell us all about that, please.
3: We did. We received tip number ten thousand uh, for Quincy Regional Crime Stoppers uh, since our inception in February of nineteen ninety-seven. So. We just hit the 27-year mark. uh, uh, We'll be hitting the 27th year mark coming up in in February. So, yeah, 10,000 tips, whether it's through phone, uh, our new online app, or you can call in or submit a tip on uh, our website, QuincyCrimestoppers.com.
0: Explain how Crime Stoppers works, because oftentimes, and Police Chief Yates has been on and saying how difficult it is. You go to the scene of a crime. Nobody wants to talk to you. Nobody saw anything. Nobody knows anything. (laughs) There's a body there. There's a body there, but nobody saw anything. Nobody knows anything, or everybody has fled the scene. This is a way for people who want to unburden themselves, maybe, from some guilt that they're carrying about knowing something about a crime, or somebody who inadvertently became aware of criminal activity to anonymously Tip off police. So
3: how does this work exactly? And, and that's the key word: anonymously. We the the three ways that you can submit tips is completely anonymous. We don't ever ask for anybody's names, regardless of of how you submit a tip. It it allows the community who may have saw something, who may know something, even the smallest, just even the smallest puzzle pieces have have allowed us to be able to track. Um, criminals, fugitives, to track people down and get them arrested for you know various crimes, and that that's one of our major selling points is we pay cash, up to a thousand dollars per tip, cash, without revealing your name, your location, anything. It is it it's so you can feel comfortable in being able to report things without fear of retaliation or retribution.
0: And the way you pay out the cash is intriguing as well, because you know the first time I heard about this, I thought, well, I can be secretive till I go to get my money, and then somebody has to give me that money. But you do this in a very sly and cunning way.
3: <laughs> we, we we do. It's uh, we, we work with a local bank. Uh, we we pay out, like I said, cash. It's put in an envelope with a a code number that the the caller has been given when they receive a tip. They have the ability to call in and check on those tips to see if a reward is being paid. And if so, they go to our local bank, they give them the code word with the number, they hand them the envelope, and that's it.
0: That's it. They're out the door. Nobody knows who they are. The bank teller is not involved, you know, except just to hand the envelope. So this Crime Stoppers has been in business now for 27 years coming up next month in February. Yes. So you're just away from your 27th year anniversary. And, do you know, you've got 10,000 tips. How many have you paid out?
3: We have. He checks his statistics. Yes, I'd, I've got to have statistics here. We've
0: uh, or how much you paid out in total?
3: We have paid out over two hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars in in tips since our inception.
0: So that means you've had at least two hundred and thirty-one successful tips. If you're getting a thousand bucks, although you probably didn't give a thousand bucks back in the early days.
3: It, it's up to a thousand, depending on on the crime and the severity. And uh, at, at this point, it, it's not based on their bond, but. Again, what, what they've done, how long they've been gone, who's looking for them. Uh it, it involves fifteen hundred cases and sixteen hundred arrests so far over our inception, uh, with over two hundred and eighty five thousand dollars in drugs and property being recovered during that time period. Oh
0: wow, that is that is fantastic. So Crime Stoppers is working in our community and it is funded by private donations.
3: It it is. Uh we we hold a few fundraisers throughout the year. Uh over the years we were funded by court costs and received money that way, but it nowhere near covered uh the expenses of being able to pay out the tips. So we've we've held fundraisers throughout the years and our, our one coming up Saturday, our our T V trivia is our, our biggest fundraiser.
0: Okay. Well, we'll talk about that. Let's take a break. Sure. When we come back, if you think you know it all about TV trivia, you need to get a table up and see if you can be Quaid and all the other people that are going to be there, because this is quite the exciting night. Very well attended, a lot of fun, and Scott Hens is going to tell us all about it right after this. We're back with just 14 minutes to go until we hit Fox News at the top of the hour. Scott Henson's here, a member of Crime Stoppers. They have just received their 10,000th tip. They've been able to make 1,600 arrests in the past 27 years thanks to the private donations that have come into Crime Stoppers. For people to pay out these tips, $231,000 has been paid out But if you can get 1,600 people behind bars, I'd say that's a pretty good payout. Because, again, oftentimes it's this anonymous tip that's going to lead to um, a prosecution. And without that anonymity, people may not come forward for fear of retribution. So we're going to have a fun night on Saturday to uh, support our law enforcement TV trivia. So let's get up. How many on the team? How much does it start to enter? Enter. Give me all those details.
3: It's $125 per team. You can have a minimum of four, maximum of eight per team. Um, and it's 10 rounds of anything imaginable regarding TV, commercials, uh, series, just about anything and everything. We We work on these questions the entire year because we'll already start talking about it at our meeting coming up in March about what do we plan to do for, for next year. We, we always want to make it bigger and better uh, for our participants, and, and we've had amazing support over the last 14 years that this has been going on from so many teams.
0: Okay. I've got the tiebreaker question for you, and if they're listening to WTA this morning, they'll win if they ended a tie. Who delivered the very first newscast? on WGEM-TV in Quincy, Illinois.
3: <laughs> I will be honest, I have no idea. It was probably a little before my time you did. Not me, but my dad, Charlie oh, Griffith. Oh, my goodness.
0: My dad was the first TV anchor in Quincy, Illinois. Wow. Well, <clears throat> did the first television newscast. That is so that's a good honest. That's a good tiebreaker question. And then everybody who's listening to WTAD has the inside edge. There you go. Okay. I told Quade that I would definitely try to get some inside edge for him. <laughs> so you can't give me the topics, though, can you? Because that's, no. that, it's got to be tough. And you've been doing this for so many years. Are these things, some of them have to be pretty obscure. Like you probably have some easy ones because you want people to have a good time. You can't go out of the gate and have everybody just be like, "Oh, we lost all ten in that round. We have no reason to go forward."
3: Generally, for there's ten ten questions per round, ten right. rounds. We try to have you know uh, the, the the gopher ball set up yeah. where everybody should get it. Uh, usually, eight ish on some not challenging, but not right off the top of your head, and then usually one that people look at each other and go, "I have no idea." But somebody will get it. There, we have such a, a variety of, of people, mm-hmm. young and old, that, that show up. That and and we do pretty much the history of TV, all the way back into the 40s and 50s, up to current day, with these questions and the, the so commercials. So they're mostly
0: national questions, but there could be some local.
3: Yes, very TV. much so. There, yeah. there are some, local, some local questions in there, there too. As well. Yeah, because
0: that makes it fun. I think it'd be really fun some year, uh, you know, to get old jingles. You know, old television commercial jingles—that would
3: be a fun one. I, I think we have done those in the past because it—we we do have—we not only is it questions, we also have video and we also have sound for for these questions. So mm-hmm. we we have done jingles yeah. in the past.
0: You know, I will tell you, um, my dad's stories from the early days in television are just fantastic. And uh, one day, uh, they used to have—they'd um, have these you know, live commercial breaks where they would tout these products. And Carson Peary Scott was a sponsor. And so while you're, you know, you get done reading the news, then you'd walk over and you'd say, okay, we have a product, you know, from Carson Peary Scott and Company. And it was a refrigerator. And they'd wheeled it into the WGEM studios. And my dad was supposed to tout the many advantages of this refrigerator, you know. And uh, he opened the door of the refrigerator to show the roomy interior and the refrigerator door came off in his Oh, hands. no. So he said, see how roomy the interior <laughs> is? You know, He said, now, when you buy this from Carson Peary Scott and they take it to your home, they're going to install the door permanently. <laughs> but this one was left off. You had to kind of think on your feet. Oh, what a recovery. And then another great radio moment, his brother-in-law was the commercial copywriter. And my dad complained one time. He said, I'm so sick and tired of reading the same Prairie Farms dairy commercial. I want something new and exciting. I'm just sick and tired of reading about how Prairie Farms ice cream is so smooth and rich and creamy and blah, blah, blah. So the next day, my dad is reading the news, and then he goes to the live commercial break, and it says, brought to you by Prairie Farms dairy. Their ice cream is so smooth, so delicious, so creamy, it tastes like. Turn the page, a word written there that you can't say on the radio oh, oh no. from his brother-in-law. <laughs> and my dad said, like nothing else you've ever tasted.
3: <laughs> that is a way to think on your feet.
0: <laughs> so I think everybody enjoys the olden days. You know, even the young kids, now that you can watch me TV and stuff, there'll be people in their 20s that know everything there is to know about MASH and the Beverly Hillbillies and the Andy Griffith Show and all that. So
3: Yes, it, it's, it's it's very easy to find these old shows and series and, and things uh, through websites and MeTV and, and all that. So it, it's great reliving some of those.
0: We didn't say where this is going to be. Is it at
3: Tony's? It's going to be at the Holiday Inn in their ballroom. Okay, not at Tony's, uh, but in the ballroom, right? Yep. Uh, we have the capability of 44 teams. Right now, uh, last I heard was we have 33 teams. You can still okay. sign up online at quincycrimestoppers.com. Register your team, pay for it, all right there online.
0: QuincyCrimeStoppers.com. Correct. Okay, and of course you want to fill all 44 tables to make the maximum uh, swag for the Crime Stoppers. Is there any food involved? Does it bring your own? Is it purchased there? What what's the happening?
3: We have people bring their own. You're welcome to bring your own snacks. People bring meals. Uh, they bring sandwiches, uh, popcorn, chips, anything imaginable. And as being the president, I feel it's my duty to go around and check the quality Absolutely. of each and every table's snacks to make sure that they're up to par and and put in requests for the following year so that we we have those those food standards.
0: What about? Alcoholic beverages are there for sale there at, at the place, or can we bring our own alcohol
3: for for beverages? Water uh, is provided in a in a believe soda, but any other and maybe not soda, but any other beverages have to be purchased from there since we're doing it at the holiday. Inn. Well,
0: sure, they need to. They've got to make a dime too. You know, after all, they got to set up all those tables. They've got Very to do all so. that. So you can bring all the food in you want, but your but your liquids. Should be purchased correct there'll be a water carafe on the table, but I mean your other liquid should be purchased at the holiday inn yes at
3: the, at uh, the, bar. the 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 soda the any alcohol and it's it it's open to people age twenty one and older and uh so yes we that that's one of our the, do you have the, to be
0: twenty one to come to the event
3: because of the the alcohol okay. yes we in certain instances, we've made exceptions, but generally it's 21 and older because of the, the alcohol being purchased or being available. And we we want to make it as fun and as an enjoyable for people as possible, and we've, we've never had any issues.
0: Okay, that's fun. Maybe some year you'll – you know, really, there's nothing wrong with children being present in the room just as long as they don't drink. I think it would be fun to have a kids, you know, like when you just have – Maybe the children could come for the first round and then be escorted into a babysitting arena in another on an, on site in another room where somebody would care for them. This is such um, you know this is really a, um, a labor of love for those who love crime stoppers. It is so critical that the community support our law enforcement and we 've just seen two officer involved shootings in the tri states already this year. Uh, one here in Quincy and one over in Clarence, Missouri, involving a car that was chased out of Quincy. And so if they'd have caught him uh, before he got all the way to Clarence, Missouri, it might have been another officer here, you know, that was shot. Uh, why do it, Scott Hens? Why is this so important to you?
3: Uh, I've I've always had an affinity for you know, both the fire department and the police department. They are local heroes. They 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 take care of people without concern for themselves as as we found out uh, recently with the, the the local shooting they they were trying to take care of an issue and it resulted in in a tragic but you know very positive outcome you know for the officer it's just I want to give back so many people ask what's in it for me I don't I say what can I do for you um, so that we can continue with this. I, I you know, live in Quincy. I've lived here most of my life. I want to see this community thrive, and we can't do that without community support.
0: Yeah, it's great to see our police force finally at full strength, although they'll never, ever be at full strength because the minute you say that, an officer is on disability leave just temporarily, sure. thank God. But, you know, but it's so nice to see our street crimes unit coming back. And, again, Crime Stoppers can really work well with this now. And again, if you know of any criminal activity and you want to report it, and maybe the incentive you need is a cash reward. We'd like to think that everybody would just be a good citizen. But we also know that criminals hang with criminals. And so you may want to have somebody off your turf for another crime just so that you can (laughs) have the joint on yourself. It really doesn't matter if the tip which is anonymous they don't care who gives it to them if the tip leads to an arrest and conviction you're going to get the payout so it's kind of like when otis campbell when the little old ladies were turning in all the other moonshiners so that they're still would be the only one for national potato day you know they were doing a good service they could have been part of Mayberry Crime Stoppers if it had been existing there. What time do the doors open here uh, for for Saturday night's event? Doors
3: open at 6 o'clock. Uh, come in and, and pick up your packets for your teams. Uh, the uh, the trivia starts at 7 p.m., and we go through all the rounds. There's breaks in there. We will also have silent auction. Uh, we'll be doing 50 50, plus, we have some very big prizes uh, to to give away for raffles as well. And just to go back when you mentioned the uh, calling in tips, our P3 app that we have through uh, Google Play and the App Store with iTunes is still anonymous, but it's real time communication. We have had instances where somebody is putting in a tip and they're communicating directly with the police department and had almost instantaneous results. Wow. So,
0: folks, if you see something, say something. And if you want to make an anonymous tip, you can do that over many platforms through Crime Stoppers. Scott Hens, thank you so very much. Looking forward uh, to uh, Trivia Night. And, again, you know, one of these days, if not for the tiebreaker, maybe Mm -hmm. next year. That Charlie Griffith question.
3: You certainly feel free to use that. I, I, I will add that for next year. Thank you very much, Mary. I appreciate your time.
0: One year, the tiebreaker, when I was in charge of a, a trivia, it was a music trivia, I said, you get an extra point if you kissed me in high school. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, maybe we can put that in for next
0: year, too. We'll have to see who's there in the room. Yes, I wasn't so flirtatious that it's an unlimited <laughs> source of information. Now, Scott, let's not get carried away. Thank you for joining me tomorrow. We're going to talk with the members of the Chamber of Commerce as we do every first Thursday of the month. And then on, uh, on Friday, oh, my gosh, what is Friday? Oh, Girl Scout cookie time. I can't wait.